Hello, and welcome to another episode of How to Start a Startup by Hyper. On this episode, we actually have a recording of one of our demo nights we ran at Hyper last year. This is where we bring a panel of judges, of VCs, and startup partners, and have some of our great startups pitch their product and business to a room full of people. It's a great way for these startups to refine their pitch and get feedback. So we hope it's helpful for you to be a fly on the wall here as well. The startups presenting at this demo night are Three Helps, Keep, Easy Tenant, Weave, Safey, Vleet, and Settle. So with that, let's get into the episode. much guys we might get started now we've got quite a few people online so we don't want to keep everyone waiting i'm beth and i am the marketing and content manager here at hyper we also have max and sam on the call two of our amazing commercial strategists and three of us will be hosting tonight's demo event Tonight, we'll be showcasing a handful of founders who have recently gone through our Hyper Accelerate program. And if you haven't heard of us, Hyper is a tech incubator helping founders launch their startups from ideation to investment. We have been in the market for over six years with, with head offices in Sydney, Melbourne, and London. To date, we've supported over 550 founders to launch their tech startup. And within the last two years alone, our clients have raised in excess of $52 million in funding. Now, just for some general housekeeping before we get started, you're all on mute. You can't be seen besides the judges and pitching businesses. We have a lot of people on this call. We'd love to interact with everyone and have your comments coming in. It would be really good for the pitching businesses if you feel you could add value at any point. Just add that in the Q&A box below. All pitching businesses contact details will be shared with you after the presentation if you would like to get in contact with them. And finally, we will, we will be sharing an offer with you all of a six-month membership to our Apollo community after today's seminar. Now I'll pass over to Max to take everyone through the format of tonight's event. Nice one. Thanks. <clears throat> Thanks, Beth. Um, in terms of time frame, hopefully we'll be wrapped up by about quarter past eight. Um, I know it's the evening and, and the middle of dinner time, so we'll, we'll try and keep to a tight schedule. We've got eight founders. Everyone will have the opportunity to pitch their startup for three minutes. I will be keeping an eye on time um, and hopefully won't have to jump in, but I will uh, just to ensure we stay on track. Um, on the conclusion of the pitch, uh, judges will have about three or four minutes to provide some feedback, commentary or questions before moving on to the next founder. Um, founders, please be ready to go when your time is up. Um, <clears throat> In terms of the judges, we've, we've got a really good lineup. So we've got Liv from AWS, Amazon Web Services. She's a startup advisor um, and Amazon needs no introduction. We've got Jonathan from Carthona Venture Capital. He's an investor. Carthona invests in early stage seed and Series A rounds typically. Um, they're based out of Sydney. We've got Jason, who's the CEO of Cake Equity. Um, Cake is awesome. They can look after your cap tables and ESOPs really, really easily. We've got David from Airwallocks, 
Um, he's a product manager there or partnership manager there. Um, Airwallet is now valued at 2.5 or more than 2.5 billion. Um, and then we've got Mark who's uh, come in um, to replace Airtree. Mark is from EVP um, Venture Capitalist. He's an investor there as well. They specialize in early stage VC. Um, we're one of the first investors into Deputy um, Mad Pause and a few other very well-known companies now. <clears throat> um, in terms of the founders, so uh, we've got um, eight, obviously. So uh, Chris will be up first um, from Three Helps. It's a mobile volunteering marketplace connecting people through the act of giving. We've then got uh, Torian Heath from Keep. Uh, it's a children's education um, uh, app. We've then got Natasha from Easy Tenant. It's a one-stop shop where, when it comes to renting for all involved agents, owners, and renters. We've got George from Weave. Uh, it's all your live streaming needs in the one place. Ross from Safety, which is trying to help people get home safely. Uh, we've got Wayne from Leap. They're aiming to digitize the car rental industry. We've got Jemima from Stash, <clears throat> which is about saving everything you need to read, watch, um, or listen to on the one app. And then we've got James and Ash uh, from Settle, finally, which is about making the process of selling real estate much more efficient. In terms of prizes, um, <clears throat> third place, we've got a 750 hyper voucher and a funding session. Second, we've got a one and a half grand hyper voucher and a 25 grand mini panel credit. And then first place will be three and a half grand hyper voucher, 50 grand mini panel credit, 10 grand AWS credit plus 1500 of business support. Um, and then AirWallet is going to chip in uh, with a nifty 50 grand transaction um, free service. So um, some really awesome prizes there for the judges. The judges will be um, judging live. So hopefully we're not going to have to pause too long once the uh, pitching is concluded. They'll be looking out for um, the founder's ability to articulate the problem being solved and the solution that's being delivered, uh, the key features, benefits, and unique selling proposition of the product, the business model, of course, and then the attractiveness of market opportunity. If anyone has any questions as we uh, move through this or this evening, just pop them in the Q&A field below. Um, and that's about all from me. I will hand over to Chris, who is not actually in Australia. Um, to kick things off with three helps. Good luck. Cheers. Thank you, the Hyper team. Let me just share my screen. And Max or Bethy, just let me know if you can see. That would be great. Cool. Chris. Thank you. Yeah, howdy, everyone. This is Chris Ingate reporting live from Austin, Texas. I'm initially born and raised in Sydney, and I'm the founding ambassador of Three Helps which is a mobile volunteering marketplace connecting people through the act of giving. So the problem, it's simply too difficult to volunteer. 93% of volunteers see a positive change as a direct result of their efforts. So we know people feel good giving back, but low awareness and poor onboarding experiences has led to decreasing volunteering rates. We know word of mouth and referrals are still the two most common ways to find out about events. So Three Helps will adopt an organic product-led growth strategy where user acquisition and customer retention will all come from the platform itself. 
The business model will consist of a user and charity monthly paid subscription service to unlock premium features in which just 5% of the Australian total available market equates to 50 million annual recurring revenue. But the true great thing about a two-sided marketplace is its easy ability to scale globally, which is my intentions, with just 5% of the US market being 230 million annual recurring revenue. Now, Jason, who's on the, the judging panel, I'm aware you live in Brisbane, but just picture that you have to pack up the family and move down to Sydney to help out with your parents. You know, a couple of weeks into the move, you receive a text message from a friend to download the free Three Helps app. Based on your profile and location, it serves you relevant events. You search, hit apply, which then kicks you into a customized onboarding workflow where you can easily upload your driver's license, your working with children certificate, you can run an automated police background check, sign a form, and boom, you're verified to volunteer. The second and third element of Three Helps will be part of the paid user subscription, in which I'll also be donating $1 per user per month to my friend's mental health charity living, breaking the stigma around it ain't weak to speak. Now, Jason, another month or two in, your parents actually need help with a shopping errand but you're too time poor juggling your own family needs. So you create a neighborhood or informal event. Ultimately, you as the user can create any, help, any event you need help with, with the feedback and approval system vetting all volunteers and events. Now, the third element, the more users help others, the more karma points they accumulate which can be redeemed at mental and physical health orientated merchants. Now combine all of that with the fact that one in four Australians are feeling lonely with the true social impacts of COVID only to be known to the years to come. Three helps will increase uh, the overall numbers and frequency of volunteers across the globe whilst improving mental health by connecting charities, neighbours and brands through the act of giving. Thanks, Al, and feedback always welcomed. Cheers, Chris. Over to the panelists. Uh, Chris, Mark here from EVP. Thanks for the thanks for the overview. It's awesome to see it. It seems like a you know great to see that kind of impact focused business. So yeah, great to hear the story. Um, keen to understand a little bit more folks' willingness to pay as a volunteer. Like, I think the proposition from the you know charity perspective is you know makes a lot of sense. There's a whole bunch of workflow benefits for them, and you know I can totally see them paying for it. Curious, I don't know if you've done any user testing or conversations about you know volunteers actually paying to find this sort of work. Um, keen to understand that in a little bit more. Yeah, that's the golden question. Um, essentially, I'm still early stage. I'm going to clarify all of that once I've launched the MVP in Sydney and Austin. Um, that has been a few feedbacks from you know some people I've spoken to. So I potentially might just charge the charities and increase that price because I'm ultimately saving them the time and resources and make the user mobile app side of things completely free. So still, still more work to come on that that element. Got it. Thanks, Chris. 
Hi, Chris. Liv here from AWS. Nice to meet you. Like your hat. Um, I'm wondering if you've explored any freemium models um, and what your projected growth is going to be over the next 12 months. Yeah, so my plan is get to a million annual recurring revenue within the 12 months. I've partnered with a marketing company, Ask Marketing, um, you know, who are going to specialize in terms of getting the user acquisition needed for that. Um, again, still need to sort of vet out the actual sort of process there with the MVP once all launched. Um, so my initial goal now is to raise the funding needed to build the MVP. And how much is that? Uh, it's currently budgeting around a hundred grand, but I've got a personal goal of raising 200 for those listening. Great. Thanks. Hey, Chris, uh, Jono. Oh, you go, John. Well, awesome. Hey, Chris, um, awesome pitch. I really thought you presented the problem uh, really, really well. Um, just a quick one for my understanding. How, how do you plan on kind of growing both sides of the marketplace um, from the user and kind of charity perspective um, in concert, I guess? Yeah, so from the user point of view, I do want to rely heavily on an organic strategy. So word of mouth or just referrals or a lot of social media brand ambassadors. From the charity element, I'll rely more on a traditional digital marketing spend, you know, LinkedIn or Google AdWords. Um, to, yeah, to put it simply. Thanks. Hey, Chris. Um, yeah, I have I have actually experienced this problem a little bit. I'm a recent dad, so a fair bit of volunteering in my life now. Um, what... Um, like you sort of seem to have three sort of problems that you're working with. You've got the problem of the, the volunteer and the problem of the charity and then also the volunteer, perhaps if they needed to, to get some stuff done themselves. Um, do you think maybe looking at those three problems and, and iterating and testing and finding one of those that, you know, you're able to build a business model around more quickly, uh, you know, might be something to focus on? Yeah, hey, um, guys, sorry to jump in so early. Do, do we reckon we could just take that as a comment to think about offline, Chris, just to make sure we stay online? Cheers, guys. Sorry to, I hope Thanks, I don't Max. have to do this to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, nice one. Thanks so much, guys. Um, Tori, Heath, are you guys right to kick off? We, uh, we absolutely are. I'm doing all of the bits that I need to be doing here. While we're sharing our screen, can I just ask everyone to make sure their volume is up? We do have a few audio files that we'd like to play for you that we want you to be able to hear. Okay. Is that working okay, Max? Yep. Okay. So, hello, everyone. Thanks to Hyper for having us here tonight. My name is Tori, and myself and Heath are the co-founders of Keep Australia. So, Keep, Kids Emergency Education Project an app built to keep you and your family safe in a fun, interactive, scenario-based environment. Let's work together to save lives. Here's our first audio clip. Help, help, my dad has fallen down the stairs and he isn't moving. Okay, okay, so you need an ambulance. Yes, please send an ambulance to help. Okay, so we just need some more details. What's your address? I'm, I'm at home, send some help now. Pretty confronting, huh? So, why keep? Fear. 
An emergency can be really scary, even for us as adults. Imagine what it's like for a child who then has to call emergency services. Be bold, be brave. We give our children confidence and the ability to recognise a problem and know what to do and what to say. Confusion. There are lots of questions that are asked that are critical in ensuring the right help is sent quickly. Real life education. Teaching our children with real life interactive lessons, ensuring the very best outcome. It won't happen to me. We all want to believe that these type of things won't ever happen. However, accidents are just that. We want to be sure that if it does, your child is ready. Recognition. True recognition for the effort your child puts in with a certificate sent directly to your child after each module is completed. With guidance from adults, our app introduces children to scenarios and takes them through each step involved in calling emergency services, from dialing triple zero to answering each question. By practicing real life situations and using repetitive learning methods to ensure they are equipped to handle any emergency, children will feel confident to be able to make that call just like this. Needless to say, this is a much better outcome. So where to next? Our beta version of the Keep app will launch in the App Store by the 1st of June. Current projections suggest the app will also be available in the Google Store within the next three months. Growth. As part of our growth strategy, we've designed a classroom module to complement the app. Lessons have been designed by educational experts to meet current curriculum requirements. The classroom module has been structured to be age appropriate, teaching specifically to prep to two, grades three to four and five to six. It will help children learn what an emergency is and how to help. Children will participate in a learning environment and will finish the lesson with a take home activity pack and access to the app. The classroom module will begin being taught in our KEEP founding school in term three, 2021. In 2019, there were 1.6 million primary school age students across 10,300 primary schools in Australia. We aim to be in 20 primary schools by the end of 2021 and a further 250 schools within the next two years. Financials. In regard to the price to the app, there is still further market research to be done to arrive at an appropriate price. While the app will be available as a standalone, it could also be packaged with the classroom module. Our aim is to make the classroom content available to schools for $5 per student with a discounted price available for whole school sign-up. Thanks for listening. Please feel free to jump onto our socials and become part of the KEEP community. Let's work together to save lives. Nice one, guys. Oh, gosh, there everybody else is. <laughs> We're back. We, we couldn't see anybody during that, so we didn't get facial cues. That was Anything. terrifying. <laughs> One of the judges ought to kick things off. Yeah, sure. So I'll, I'll go. Um, that was great. That was great, uh, guys. Um, I had a question around you. You were talking about the projected uh, schools that you were going to partner with. I think you said 20 primary schools this year and then 250 in the next five years. How are you going about uh, setting up that pipeline of partnerships? Yeah, um, to be perfectly honest, my uh, my ex-wife um, works in the primary school industry um, and so she's going to be joining us um, to allow us those introductions. Um, we're also uh, in heavy communication um, with a company called Kabloom, 
who also work in the primary school area. Um, so we're hoping to be able to access uh, those areas through those connections. Okay, great. Awesome guys, great problem to solve. Um, what's your next big customer goal? You talked a little bit about, I guess, where you're trying to get to in, in the next, you know, one year and five year period. What does the next sort of quarter look like for you from a customer perspective? Um, as, as Tori mentioned, we're, we're going to have our beta version up on the App Store um, in the next couple of weeks. And for the next quarter, uh, we're looking to get as many users as possible to be able to give us as much feedback as humanly possible. Um, we have 100 uh, pre-sign up registrations. So as soon as we're ready to go, we're going to launch out to those guys. Um, and we're, we're going to hit the targeting scene as much as possible to get us out there as much as possible. Um, and really, we're looking at, at kind of 250 active users in the next three months so that when we go, uh, when we launch the beta, we're only going to be launching with ambulance and three scenarios, whereas the final product will have police, fire and ambulance and five scenarios in each. So we're looking to understand what our market wants so that we can then build out our full scale model, um, hopefully by year's end. Hopefully that answered your question. Yeah, awesome. Hey team, well done. Uh, I really liked your voice recordings. That was great in the beginning and the end. Um, my my voice from... in the first one was terrible. <laughs> yeah, I could tell. I was like, that sounds like a grown man. <laughs> 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 Definitely not a child, but that's okay. Um, I was just wondering, what does growth look like after your end user has achieved their first certificate? Um, do you guys have a plan for V2 of the, uh, of the product? Yeah. Um, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Use your big boy words. Um, yes, yes, we do. Uh, the initial phase is obviously going to be just, you know, get everybody out there, get, get them using uh, the app. Um, we have other areas. Obviously, there's international growth. Every... Uh, you know, developed country that has an emergency service requirement, this can be of, of assistance. Um, there's also other areas for us to look at, um, including refugees who are unable to, to speak English as their first language. So going in and, and developing the app a little further to be able to work in that space as well. Uh, we have already had pre preliminary conversations with Esther around what that can look like. Um, so there is certainly a, a bucket load of room for us to grow. Um, you know, right now, you know, I'm a logistician, Tori's an analyst. Um, we're kind of finding our feet and, and really learning a lot of great lessons along the way. And, and sometimes, you know, we're being asked questions that we don't know the answer to, but that's brilliant because it allows us further growth, you know, because we don't know all of the questions to ask at the moment. Not fun. Good answer. Love the shirt too. Um, <clears throat> Natasha, moving on to, to you with Easy Tenant, please. Thank you so much. Hi all, my name's Natasha. I'm very excited to be here today and thankful for the opportunity and share with you a little bit about my business baby, Easy Tenant. If I may just ask to begin this actual session, I'd like for you all to close your eyes 
And think of the emotions that come to light when you consider the word home. Hopefully they're all very positive emotions. Um, home is definitely a place of much importance to us all. In fact, it's a place we go to rest our heads, to raise our kids, and now even to a large capacity to work. So it's of utmost importance that we choose the right home for ourselves, given we're now spending more time than ever before in it. And it's easy tenants mission to help people looking to rent a property, find it with a little bit more ease. You see, in today's conventional model, I have found that there are three key areas of difficulty or opportunity, depending on whether you like to see the glass half full. The first of which being the lack of convenience and control. And by way of, by way of meaning that, it's really around the fact that property inspection times tend to land on the same days. And on average, an agency will only put up between one and two inspection times for potential tenants to choose from. Not to mention, tenants then have to go through a process of back and forth communication in order to actually have a say in what date or time they are actually feasibly able to go and view a property. The alternative being people turn to virtual tours, and in doing so, they compromise the ability to have an in-person assessment in getting to know their neighbor and, more importantly, their neighborhood. Lastly, the platforms and products available in today's landscape lack personalization. They don't understand a person's priorities, preferences in life, whether that be catchment, schools, catchment zones for schools or a certain preference for a number of public parks and recreational areas. Easy Tenant aims to solve all of these three components. The self-service appointment scheduling feature in Easy Tenant aims to make viewing a property for an inspection purpose as easy as booking a restaurant. The ability to choose a date and time that suits you and is available to the person who's listed the property makes it convenient and easy and minimizes the back and forth communication that's required today. It's also, of course, as I mentioned, that in-person experience. You're not compromising on having the ability to view a property, understand its flaws and faults, and better acquaint yourself with your neighborhood. Lastly, AZ Tenant has an inherent AI matching and community insights tool. The idea being that based on a person's shortlisted properties, the AI actually sifts and understands the trends by way of, ah, this person's choosing properties within a specific catchment zone to a school, and then infers that people would like for other properties positioned to them on the platform to be in that same catchment zone. So it becomes a bit more targeted and specific in what it's able to develop. But is it a solution worth investing in or even worth pursuing? Well, the average Sydney property is on the market for two months in general. Any given suburb across Sydney has about 30 properties listed for leasing and there's 658 suburbs in Sydney alone. That equates to about 19,740 properties on the market every single month looking for new tenants. But when you consider this sort of service delivery offering, are people willing to pay? Well, a recent study done by PwC suggests that yes, they absolutely are. Service delivery experience is of utmost importance to consumers within that premium tier. In fact, consumers are willing to pay 16% more for that service delivery experience. So the business model- I just have to wrap it up quickly here, please, Natasha. Yeah. 
The business model we've actually landed on takes inspiration from other industry disruptors like different with a flat fee offering dependent on the number of properties looking to be leased and an enterprise offering for agencies over a certain amount of properties in the market. With that being said, we welcome the opportunity to partner or have you invest in Easy Tenant and help those looking for their dream property make it that much easier. Thank you so much. Sorry about going over time. Thanks for speeding up at the end there. I felt like I was in a guided meditation at the beginning. Um, <laughs> over to the uh, judges there. Hey, Natasha, thanks for the um, thanks for the presentation. It's uh, yeah, certainly a problem. I'm sure most of us on the on this uh, call can really um, res it resonates with us, and we've all been through it. Um, we're keen to understand i think you know the problem from the tenant side is quite clear and you know we've all gone through it. it's a you know soul destroying experience trying to go visit 100 properties on a saturday um mm -hmm. but from the agency side where i think you're trying to monetize what, what's going to be the impetus for them to do it i think you know the idea of having folks schedule uh, a visit as it suits them um, and mm -hmm. opening up on a more convenient basis. It's obviously a logistical nightmare from the agent perspective. What's the kind of selling proposition to them as the agency? Yeah, absolutely. It's a good call out, Max. And should I have had more time, I definitely would have delved into it a little bit more. It's essentially that with the easy tenant auto scheduling application comes with a lockbox capability, which allows for the agent or a homeowner to choose to be either on-site or off-site for the actual tenant to come in and inspect the property. If you think about Airbnb, a lot of Airbnb have self-check-ins. It's a similar idea. It was in fact inspired by something along the lines with the concept being that agents could save time showing properties because all the details would be consolidated in the application and an auto-generated code would be produced to allow people access to the property for a window of time. Um, for them to then focus on other things like getting commissions from sales, which of course is where the real juicy appetite from a real estate agent standpoint is. Not to mention also in terms of selling to real estate agents, it is about enhancing their service delivery. So um, looking at what agencies can do to provide that more tailored premium service to prospective tenants and in doing so, having the potential to actually increase rental rates off of the back of that for that agency fee based on that PwC statistic I called out in the presentation. Hope that answers it. Okay, got it. Thanks, Natasha. Nice one. Um, we'll move along to the next one. Thanks for that, guys. Uh, George with Wave. Over to you, mate. Hey guys, can you hear me? Hello. Good to go. Okay. 
Awesome. So uh, here we go. So over the last 14 months, the world has changed. Oops, sorry. The way we are working, commuting, communicating, and experiencing entertainment is different. Some are time poor and exhausted. Some have more time in their hands than ever before. But there is an insatiable thirst to escape, educate, explore, and be entertained. Oops, again. The news cycle continues to move at an alarming pace. And in the absence of physical events, people want to experience something collectively, a moment in time that you look back on and say, I was there. Consumers are hungry for live content, which will connect them to the world, be it news, sport, and real entertainment. We've changes the game. We can be likened to Google as a search engine for live video. We haven't just built an app. We've built an entire new industry, live video on demand. The demand for SVOD, streaming video on demand, is outstripping supply. There are hundreds of fictional streaming apps with the likes of Netflix, Stan, Disney+, and the list continues. Then we have a handful of social apps like Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, that are all wanting our time. But consumers are now over the news feeds, photos, and snaps. When users sign up to Weave, they are asked to connect their social handles. So when someone they follow or connected to goes live, they are notified and can watch the live video through Weave. This helps them knowing a Weave notification means live and now, taking them to the source of the moment in real time. In the Discover section, users can find, subscribe to, and share live videos that they otherwise wouldn't find without having jumped onto each platform and searched for live content. And if they did do this, they'd miss content being created on other platforms whilst watching only on one. The video streaming market is huge and it's only getting bigger. It's forecast to grow at a compound annual growth rate of 20.4% during the coming six years, reaching a size of 184.3 billion by 2027. Weave will be free to use for viewers who subscribe and connect two of their social handles. And if the user wants more of their followed content connected to Weave with 4K quality and ad control, they can subscribe to a month by month or annual subscription. Where we start to monetize like a mint is the Weave ad place, where businesses and advertisers and other agencies can sign up for $365 a year and have sponsors access to all live content coming into Weave. The unique to Weave algorithm scans live videos at integration and places an ad button on those live videos which are unsponsored. The ad place users then have the opportunity to create banner and video ads and place them on the unsponsored live feeds with the most viewers or audiences specific to their business channel. Competitors are none, but all with live feeds are our partners. We've applied for patent protection and trademarks in dozens of countries. At soft launch in the coming weeks, we have YouTube and Twitch integrated. So a significant amount of content is currently gaming, crypto trading, and world news. As the landscape of content creators are international, Weave has the unique ability to be a global platform at outset. That's the pitch of Weave. And uh, I encourage everybody to um, go to weave.app and sign up so you can be one of the first people to use it. Um, when we launch. Great, George. Thanks, mate. Panelists <clears throat> or judges. 
Hey George, great pitch. Um, thought you know you're you're working on a on a platform in a massive area and definitely growing. Um, I'm just keen to know um, or better understand your integrations with YouTube and Twitch going forward. So we've YouTube and Twitch. The APIs were publicly available, so we were able to access that um, and integrate into it. We still are working on um, starting commercial agreements with the likes of Facebook, IGTV, Periscope, which is owned by Twitter. Um, you know, being massive organizations, it's very hard to get to product leads. Um, we, I, ha I had a, uh, a meeting with somebody from LinkedIn Live, but LinkedIn, the live product is not their core function and it's very new. So, so we're a little bit early for them. Um, not all these companies have the public API available because it's so unique and we're, we're, we're quite ahead of the game, I think. There is some ways that you can embed to a website but not that integration directly into Weave. What we need is the, the API integration to notify a user like myself that somebody that I might follow or interested in has just gone live. And that URL is what we need to, um, to create that mass integration. We've had um, discussions with the likes of 7, 9, 10. You know, they all said it's quite a slick product, but we had an issue around the media bargaining code when Facebook did what 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 happened there, and um, so they were all sort of standing on the on the sidelines and waiting to see what was um, what was going to happen with that before anybody else committed. So yeah, great, thanks. Hi George, Hi, great presentation, <laughs> great presentation. I was wondering what your resource plan is to exponentially grow your revenue and what that runway looks like. So we are, we're built on AWS. So um, any support that we get from you would be great. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, what we're doing is, so we've got, you know, I've got a PR company and, and, a, and a marketing manager that's, that's putting a program together. But I'm also meeting on Friday with Komodo, who's an influencer marketing uh, agency. Um, so as an example, Komodo uh, helped an app, which is a live boxing app called Dazn, D-A-Z-N, um, get to number one and two in the App Store in Australia and New Zealand. And that cost Dazn um, uh, $35,000 and they got 14,500 um, subscribers out of that. So just looking at that, that's about just over $3 acquisition cost per subscriber. So we're looking at different ways to do it. I've got some connections myself who have got, you know, 100,000 followers on TikTok. Um, and so some of those micro sort of influences as well that we can muster up to get out. Um, but then one thing we've got to do is, especially, you know, when, when we can start to fly around the world again, is go to the likes of the larger companies like Facebook and, and um, TikTok and, and create those commercial agreements and get them to, to sort of come in. Because what we're doing is, as I said, we're not competing and we're helping them to amplify their content. So if somebody's paying for an ad through Facebook, we're, we're not taking any of that revenue. So where, where somebody might be on a Facebook app looking at that ad, now it would amplify through Weave to people that are not on Facebook right now. So um, they're the commercial agreements that we want to create and we're hoping AWS can maybe open some channels there as well, you know. I'll give you my email you after. <laughs> nice one. Thanks, guys. Um, Ross, 
and team with safety. The floor is yours. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Hello. Hello? Yeah, we can see you. Okay. Just want to introduce myself. I'm Ross. This is Matt Ball and Chris. And we're the co-founders of SAFI. We're going to pretty well start the presentation straight away because it goes for just under three minutes. Hi, our mission is to make everyone safer and to tap into a $3.5 billion market. We would like to introduce you to SAFI. Our journey started in September 2012 with Jill Ma. Jill was a bright young Irish woman living and working in Melbourne. 29 years of age, she was attacked and killed while walking home from a night out with friends. The story of Jill Ma quickly attracted the interest of Melbourne. How could someone be raped and murdered in such a built-up area, only 200 metres from home and just off the main street? No one saw a thing and the CCTV footage was scant and difficult to piece together. Ross, the founder of Safety, was upset and frustrated. With a wife and three daughters, Ross could feel the pain of Jill's husband and parents, not being able to be with your loved one in the time of need, or to assist the police in finding the attacker. Ross already knew everyone had a CCTV, voice recorder, GPS, and instant alarm in their pocket. The question he had to answer was, how can we link all those technologies together, helping to deter an attacker, sound the alarm for help, and gather evidence instantaneously? In 2019, Ross decided the time was right, and he chose to entrust this idea with Hyper, knowing together they would build the app that would save lives, safety. Safety's primary feature is panic mode. When activated, four things happen simultaneously. Front and back cameras start recording in burst shots. Sound is captured via the microphones. GPS location is pinned, and an SMS alert is sent to three contacts. All information is sent directly to the cloud and is accessed via the web link, sent to the pre-selected contacts. This information will continue to update until the PIN code is entered to stop the panic mode. The contacts will see all images, hear what is happening, and have the location. They can decide to either call Triple O, call their friend, or they may choose to personally assist. We have been testing the current version of the app for the past four months. In all, we have 150 people downloaded and test the app for us. The feedback has been great. The next version will be released in June, and this will be the start of our major rollout. The original idea of creating safety to protect everyone with a smartphone is paramount. The panic button will always be free. New subscribers will receive 28 days free to use all features of the app. Home safety, an alert to let someone know you have reached your destination. Awkward, a preset message that will alert your friend that you are feeling uncomfortable. Travel, to plot your journey and see if there has been any reported incidents as well as sharing your journey so others can watch over you. And of course, panic mode. To continue with full access, they'll require a monthly subscription via the App Store or Google Play. People are prepared and willing to pay subscription fees for a service they believe in. The Safety team is now headed by Ross Spizart, Matthew Ball and Chris Jonker. Their diverse skills create a dynamic and well-rounded leadership. We have partnered with the best in the business, Hyperg, Techni, R&D, the Ardent Law Group, HNC Media, and a PR firm that we will be engaging in the coming weeks. Safety will be huge. To scale the business, we are seeking mentorship. Join us in our mission to make everyone safer. Thank you for that. What listen to that? Can you hear us? Yeah, I got you. Nice one, guys. 
a uh, really good pro though. Thank you. What's happening? Judges, got anything? Yeah, hey, I'll jump in. Great presentation, guys. I think you, you know, strong problem, strong solution. Great to see you've got it in users' hands. That's exciting. Um, with regard to your team, how do you see your team growing over the next little while? And, and you know, what sort of impact do you see them having on, on the next phase of the business? Right. Um, we're going to be breaking up in a uh, short while. We're breaking the safety into two groups. We're becoming a safety business and safety personal. Chris will be heading the safety business side and we'll be heading the safety personal side. And as far as developing our team, we're, we're bringing on a PR company that we hope to develop with soon. And um, we've got some meetings with government and things to look at building uh, out where we could into uh, state government, local government, and federal government and things as well. We've already employed a... So we've already employed a H H and C for handling the social, um, the Facebook and Instagram page. We also employed Mega Megaphone to be handling the Facebook and Mega, um, Instagram page in promoting that as well. Sounds great. Good luck. I like it. <laughs> hey guys. Hi. Hi. I really like that. I thought that was a really interesting um, app and obviously, uh, you know, an important um, uh, problem to solve. One, one question I had was, how, what is your monetization strategy? Are you thinking that the end users are going to be the ones that are buying um, Safi, or do you think that this will be, you know, given as a gift or given by companies to their employees? What, what are your sort of options for, um, for monetization? Yep. So there's there's two different streams that we're looking at taking. One being the freemium model, uh, where users can subscribe for free, as we said. They have a base model, and then they can up that through to being able to share to more than one person after that. So they pay a subscription fee. We're yet to um, work out exactly what that fee will be yet. Um, but for example, a parent can buy that for their child. A lot of kids around the age of 13 and up going to school by themselves. Um, they can buy that for their child. And instead of just one parent being notified, both are notified plus a friend. And that's the sort of, that's what we're looking at for the freemium side. And on the business side, we're looking at targeting uh, larger businesses. Uh, we're already working in our beta testing with a large real estate agency and other uh, other builders looking at um, another another one there just looking at running the testing side of things um, and that that will be more of a monitored uh, response for um, people working alone such as nurses uh, estate agents um, and that, that sort of area cool sounds good Probably got time for one more quick comment if anyone wants to jump in with anything. Will you be actively tracking users' locations throughout the app? Um, yeah, we will be only when they activate the app. So when they, they have two ways of doing it. We can set a travel thing. So I want to go from this place to this place, but I want to let my friends know that I'm going there. So I would live share that route and they can follow me on that route uh, through this. And also, if the panic uh, is alerted, then that keeps tracking until I stop that panic 
mode by inserting my PIN number. So that could be a couple of moments or it could be, you know, half an hour or something like that. So that will continue to track through that process. Both being user activated though. Yeah. Yeah. Nice one, guys. Thanks a lot. Um, great problem, or terrible problem you're trying to solve, but I, I hope it goes uh, really, really well. Um, <clears throat> who have we got next? Bleach, Wayne, and crew, over to you guys. Good evening, everyone. Um, so my name is Takura, and I'm one of the co-founders of Fleet. Um, so Vleet originated out of a desire to put the consumer back at the heart of the car hiring experience. Um, what we found is today, car rental companies have very low levels of customer loyalty, which contributes to increased operational costs as a result of having to constantly acquire new customers. Um, Two-thirds of our consumer research group indicated that they've had to wait over 45 minutes when picking up their vehicle, and then after that, they're then faced with um, fees and charges and insurance that they just don't understand. 95% uh, of them said that all they want is an easy to understand process from booking their vehicle to picking it up and ultimately returning it. At Vleet, we are creating a simple contactless car hire experience. The experience we have designed will remove queuing. It's going to remove redundant paperwork and ultimately support a truly integrated self-service hire self-service hire experience, giving consumers time back and ultimately increasing customer loyalty and reducing those operational costs for the car hire companies. Our solution will be enabled by using biometrics, AR, digital documentation, and contactless key collection. Our go-to-market strategy is centered around entering into an agreement with car rental incumbents who are or who have a desire to improve the customer experience. Now, today the industry generates $3.4 billion in Australia. Um, however, we see Vleet's total addressable market at $490 million, and we aim to achieve $78 million in revenue in the short to medium term. Now, Needless to say, the industry, economics, and consumer expectations have changed due to the pandemic. And in, what we're seeing is innovation and disruption is quickly gaining pace in offshore markets. Um, due to the low levels of innovation in our country, players have struggled to generate that brand loyalty, with the largest rental companies holding only 15% of the overall market. Um, where new players do enter the market, what we've found is they often just um, result in going to um, price competition and not offering anything new to consumers. What Vleet is offering is the first opportunity to truly differentiate from the crowd. Um, the benefits to our partner will not just be the increased loyalty through, um, will not just be increased customer loyalty, but through our integrated UX, what we're hoping to do is engage with those customers throughout the whole rental journey via merchant funded offers uh, and not just at the counter where the goal is to upsell the customer with insurance and other add-ons that they just don't want. Um, our business model will be based on a share of each ticket um, processed through our platform, licensing fees, and ad revenue. Um, today, we continue to iterate and refine our prototype with both end-user consumers and future partner customers. 
Um, furthermore, VLEAS has actually been accepted into Melbourne University's um, MAP Velocity Program, one of only 20 startups in Melbourne out of 200 applications. Um, our team, half of whom are founders, comprises a really passionate group of individuals with experience in product design, um, digital transformation, finance, and actually importantly, operational experience in the car rental market. Now, for us, one of the key things for our team is to be role models to people of color, to demonstrate that we too can be leaders in the technology uh, community. Now, to move Lee forward, our ask is to support um, is our ask is support in securing the appropriate technical expertise, um, funding required to commence the MVP development, and ultimately introductions to industry experts. Um, thank you very much for your time this evening, and we do look forward to hearing from you. Great, Takura. Nice one. Uh, great, great pitch. Um, really, really liked it and really understand how frustrating the car rental process is and how, how big the cost of pain is. Um, would you ever consider owning your own fleet going forward and then potentially becoming, you know, um, you know, the next Hertz? Or, or do you guys just planning on uh, partnering with existing car rental providers? Yeah, so one of our early ideas was to actually own our own assets, but that is capital intensive. And ultimately, you then end up incurring a lot of the costs that add to that burden that the current incumbents have. We see value in being software as a service for them. Great, thanks. And Mark, yeah, uh, thanks to Kura and team. Uh, really awesome pitch. Sounds, yeah, again problem totally resonates as a kind of consumer on that side of thing. Uh, curious how you're thinking about kind of, you know, charging, what sort of level you think these car rental companies are willing to pay. Um, I don't know, uh, the, without knowing the industry in some depth, I imagine there's a kind of a handful of really large players in each market um, who control maybe 80% of the market or something like that. Um, so obviously you need to, you know, to get to scale, you need to be charging them quite a lot. How, how are you thinking about that? Um, so I'll take that. Um, so in terms of uh, what we're looking to do is effectively um, from, I guess, our business model perspective, we're looking at commissions and also white labeling the, um, the platform. In terms of the commission perspective, uh, what we're looking at is effectively from a small to medium player uh, perspective to enter the market. And then as, as we gain enough traction, we'll be looking to, um, I guess, work, work with, uh, with the larger players. In terms of what that commission structure actually looks like, we haven't done the, the, specific, the specific number calculation, but I think what we're looking to, to, to look at is probably between uh, two to 5% of the total cost of what goes through the platform. Um, in terms of the licensing fee, um, depending on what the, um, uh, the, 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 the company takes up, given that there's, there's different, we, we're looking at a tiered approach in terms of the solution, we'll be looking at uh, pricing that appropriately. Got it. Thank you. Nice. Probably time for one more quick question or comment if anyone's got anything to add.
No pressure. All good. Um, <laughs> moving oh, yeah, along. Max, I'll go. Uh, I'll go. Good oh, yeah, question. Cool. Uh, go what do it. early indicators of traction look like for you? Um, so what we're looking to do is that we've reached out to uh, a company in the US and also in Europe that have a similar experience that we're looking to, um, I guess, work with to pilot uh, the, the experience here in Australia. That's one, one, one lens. The second lens is obviously working with uh, small to medium players to uh, show the, the benefit that, um, that the experience will, will provide. But on top of that, from a consumer perspective, what we've done is that we've conducted over probably uh, 30 to 40 uh, um, user prototype um, tests and we're, we're gaining a lot of traction in terms of uh, a lot of interest in, in, in the experience. Great to hear. I love the reach out overseas as well. Nice fun, guys. Um, Jemima with Stash, over to you. Hi, everyone. Can you hear me? We can hear and see, yep. Okay. Hi. Um, my name is Jemima. Thank you for inviting me for along for tonight. I'm, in, I'm going a bit old school. My um, internet's not that great, so I'm just relying solely on a presentation. So my um, presentation today is about a new little app that I wanted to develop called Stash. So Stash is a basically ex, uh, Stash Now Explore Later app for busy, busy people. Are you? Is everyone drowning in online inspiration with no time to absorb it? This is where Stash is going to come in. Stash is a customizable organizer app that lets you stash online content from anywhere for later. So there's no more social media rabbit holes, no more FOMO. With Stash, you'll amplify your efficiency, you'll optimize your time, and you'll stay on track. So why will you love Stash? It's a very, very good question. Keep it simple, Stasher. Any online content, any format, just download the app and get Stashing. So day or night, not, um, work or play, you can save articles like your Facebook feeds, your YouTube videos, your Google searches, your podcasts, your audio books, even your tweets, etc., etc. Um, you can stash them in your personalised collections where you can look at them later so you're not going to miss out on anything. Next up, focus, focus, focus. Avoid the social media rabbit holes. One minute you're trolling through social media and the next minute you're on a completely different web page. Half an hour's vanished. The solution, stash it. Stash lets you stay on task without missing out on that great article that you stumbled upon and you can stash it and move on, save it for later. Next up, there's no more FOMO. Stash your content in one easy location and read it when you're ready so you can go back anytime you like. Don't you hate it when you see something online that doesn't, you don't have time to absorb it then and there? You don't lose it to the internet black hole if you stash it. So customizable saving options and personalized reminders means that you'll never miss out on anything ever again. Also, our superior search function will enable you to find that article, find that picture, find that um, post anytime you like. Um, with regards to partnerships, any astute Aussie or international business who's focused on spending their advertising dollars wisely will be advertising on Stash because 
we have micro-targeted advertising. That means no noise, um, advertising that's tightly honed to individual user collections and user selection selected ads um, on a premium subscription. And what that means is there'll be two types of subscriptions. One will be a free model. The second one will be a premium. Um, and with the premium model, people can choose whether they actually want to have advertising on particular collections or not. Uh, and as in, they can have one collection, for example, a holiday in Madrid where they would like to have adver advertisements because obviously they want to get the flight discounts and the, the good, you know, restaurants in Madrid. But having said that, maybe you've got a recipe, you don't really want to have advertising on your recipe, you just want it, your list of recipes. So there's various um, packaging options available. So um, thank you for listening to my presentation. And does anyone have any questions? Jemima, I think we've all fallen victim to the uh, the rabbit hole on Instagram or social media. So um, nice problem over the judges. Hey, Jemima, Mark here. Thanks for the presentation. Love the uh, old school approach. It's uh, yeah, nice and refreshing. So congrats on that. Um, curious how uh, this is different to some of the competitors out there. So um, Pocket's one I'm familiar with. I think there are a few other ones as well. Yes. Um, great if you could kind of speak to how it's different from some of those other kind of article savers, if you will. It sounds like there's some uh, product depth there, but yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, so our biggest, our biggest, um, uh, I guess, advantage is that the search function will be so um, highly tuned that you can actually if you say for example you save a youtube video you can actually google on on a sentence that you remember from that youtube video and the search function will allow it to find that video the other thing is that you can actually and i'm i'm the same i've actually got a few on my i'm actually obviously testing out the market and the reason that i've wanted this app to um be built is because I'm frustrated with what's already out there. Um, the, the the naming of the articles, so you can actually, instead of it just being a URL or sort of something that you, doesn't really make a lot of sense and you, don't, you have to sort of go through each one, these will all be named really, really obviously the way you want to name them, depending on how your filing system works, into a collection of your choice. So that's one of the difficult, the different aspects. Also, the, the uh, premium... Um, uh, subscription model where you will be able to turn off advertising if you don't want it. So, and that's collection by collection, not not throughout the whole app. So that's really specialised and it's really intuitive. So it'll give you exactly what you want in your in the particular collections. Got it. Thank you, Jemima. Jemima, what does your team look like? My team is me and Hyper. Um, at the moment, what I'm trying to do is get some capital to um, actually start a better ver beta version of the app so I can actually get it out to market, get it tested. Um, so I'm just looking for funding to get that sort of beginning to go. I'm also really, really basically going to focus mainly on the marketing because what I discovered when I was wanting this app was that I didn't know that other apps existed. I had to sort of go and find them. So I'm going to really focus heavily on the marketing side of getting the app out, even if, even in its most basic form. So they're my two biggest drivers. That's fine. Um, any other comments from the judges? 
cool. Maybe you could recruit the, uh, were they your kids in the background there <laughs> just walking through? They just sneak in. I said to them, don't come at 8.30. It's going to be a crucial crucial time. So, yes, they're all wanting it. That was the other thing with my app. Um, it actually, I have done a lot of market research and it just covers all ages. My mother-in-law wants to use it for her various things. My son, who's at uni, wants to use it for all of his stuff. So it actually has got a really broad um, usage. So everyone's That's waiting. Fun. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks so much, Jemima. Thanks. Um, okay, and lucky last, we've got Ash and James from Settle. I believe they've flown interstate for this Zoom meeting as well. So <laughs> take it away, guys. <laughs> These are just some examples of buyers frustrated during the settlement process. Anyone who's ever bought a home knows it's meant to be one of the most exciting times in their lives. Unfortunately, the reality is anything but. I'm Ash Satchdev, this is James Hill, and together we're solving the biggest frustration for buyers and real estate agents, the settlement process. The current problem is that buyers and agents have vastly competing needs. As an ex-real estate agent, the truth is, once a property was sold, I shifted my focus to my next listing because it simply meant commission. Settlements were time-consuming, they meant admin, and with 20 steps, that often meant errors like the time James gave the wrong set of keys to a client. From a buyer's perspective, they all had the same issue. They didn't have clarity in what was happening. They wanted information about the property that agents didn't have. And once they settled on that property, they stored the information in three spots, their email, in a folder at home, or in that pile of papers that sits on your dining room table. So we created a solution. Settle takes the time and stress out of settlement by digitising and streamlining the process from beginning to end. For an agent, this means easily managing multiple settlements at the one time, keeping across a checklist of key items so you deliver a five-star service every time, booking key appointments such as final inspections and bank valuations, meaning you never accidentally stand up a buyer again, and track your expenses and commission, maximising your profit for every home that you sell. For a buyer, settle means convenience and transparency. They can track the status of their settlement process while ensuring they've got access to relevant property information, such as alarm codes, builder's details, and other property quirks. They can find trades and suppliers from locksmiths to painters, meaning their house will soon feel like a home. And like a car logbook, our property wallet is a central spot to store all relevant information from contracts, warranties, invoices, through to the paint colors you've used. Our business model has three key tiers of revenue that will be activated in a staged approach. Stage one is a monthly subscription for agents at a cost of $20 per month. With 65,000 active agents in Australia, our goal is to have 10% on settle by 2024, netting 1.5 million of annual recurring revenue. Stage two is a freemium subscription model for buyers who access our property wallet. Key features are then activated for $2 a month once subscribed. If we assume only 50% of the buyers who go through the settle process then activate the property wallet, this nets a further 630,000 of annual recurring revenue. And stage three will be affiliate revenue from our suppliers and white goods marketplace. With an average purchase spending $11,000 on suppliers, trades and white goods, 
If we get just 1% of the total buyers purchasing through the app, that's $57 million of revenue, of which we would take a 5% cut, meaning a further $2.9 million of revenue to settle. So who you invest in is just as important as what you invest in. As a real estate team, in 24 months, Ash and I own 23% of our target marketplace within our core price point. In 2020, we took a new challenge on, leading the sales for a tech startup in the childcare industry. In a brand new company, in a brand new marketplace, and with a brand new product, and throw in COVID for good measure, we've now delivered $3 million of annual recurring revenue within an 18-month period. So what we're looking for is a raise of $350,000 under a safe note agreement in order to build out our planned product development and marketing roadmap. We're also looking to secure a strategic board member working with us to ensure a strong foundation and structure. So who's ready to invest in a simpler and smarter property experience with Settle? Over to you, team. Nice one, guys. Who wanted to go first, judges? Hey, guys. Jason here. Um, great presentation. Um, super clear. I really like the ask as well. Gives us a good, gives you a good idea of um, you know how you kind of get where you're at and where you're going with the problem itself. So how does how does this problem interact with the conveyancing issue and the the contracts and and, and that aspect of settlement as well? Is that similar or separate? So it, it's probably a separate problem that's already been addressed. So the issue happens once you've signed the contract and in between signing a contract and actually moving into your home. The reason the uh, issue exists is because during this period, an agent's got what they need. They've got their commission. They've sold the property. Therefore, their desire to assist during this process is very low. For a buyer, polar opposite, right? You've just bought your new home. You're really excited and you've got a whole host of questions that you need answered. Yeah, no, I really get it now. So there's sort of like two, just the buyer thinks, oh, wow, I've signed my contract, I've paid, and then there's this whole bit after that that just doesn't work as well because the agent sort of switched ahead to, to the next product, the next property. Yeah, that's really clear. Thanks, guys. Hey, guys. I, uh, I had a question around um, the sort of traction that you've had with real estate agencies. Uh, I'm assuming that actual agencies themselves are the ones that are kind of going to be the, the main uh, buyers of this, and then they'll give them out to their, their subscriptions to their 100 or so agents. Um, you guys have a background in, in real estate as well. Do you have like contacts that can help with um, setting this up? Yeah, great question. So we've already spoken to 20 individual agents and five large agencies. Um, the feedback's been pretty positive in the sense that people have said once there's a, a live prototype that they can walk through, um, they would be keen to sign up. Um, as part of our research, we ran a focus group with 20 agents. Um, by and large, everyone's on the same page. No matter how your, your process is slightly different from one agent to another, um, it's almost comical that everyone agrees that, you know, this is such a bad lacklustre process that, that could be simplified and made really efficient for, for the actual purchaser. Great. 
time for one more quick comment. Anyone? Leave you're usually good to wrap it up. My question is probably a long-winded one, but have you guys considered a some sort of neo-banking approach to integrating into your app where you're taking all these private documents and all of these different financial transactions and pushing them directly to a bank? Uh Yes, in a way, Liv, um, there's quite a few things that we're sort of looking at. Um, that, that is one option, um, running like a, a larger digital sort of wallet across multiple streams. Uh, there's an option as well. Even a, a large issue is as agents, you know, we would collect um, our petrol receipts, our gift receipts, flower receipts, entertainment receipts, and it would all go in an envelope. Um, and you'd basically tax time, you'd be opening up this surprise and trying to piece it all together. By being able to integrate that functionality into the, the actual um, product itself, we can then partner with banks to say, well, we've got a, an audience base or active you know, real estate base of call it 10 or 15,000 agents. We could actually run the transactional banking through that as part of the app, as part of the sign-up process. So we could spin off in, in quite a few ways from a buyer and an agent point of view. Um, but, but obviously that involves um, tech build and, and money. Awesome. Nice one, guys. Thanks so much. Um, now we've got a, we'll need about a couple of minutes just to shore up um, the, that's everyone, by the way. Um, we'll need a couple of minutes just to shore up uh, the, the judges' votes. Um, Sam's going to jump on to announce those uh, three, two, and one with why. In the meantime, I think Beth's got a poll to keep us busy. Hey, guys. Uh, thank you so much for being patient and sticking with us for um, the hour and a half. But we would love to know who you thought was the best pitch today. So we're launching a poll. It'll be two minutes just while the judges are coming together and deciding on a first, second and third um, winners, if you could jump in and select who you thought was the best um, pitch today, we would love to hear. Um, after this, we'll be sending you all an email with all the contact details of the guys that pitched today. If you would like to get in contact with them, if you have any more questions for them, I'm sure they would love to chat to you. So in a few minutes, we will finish up this poll and see who the winner is. Okay, that's fine. Um, just so everyone is aware, um, we here at Keep um, are willing to put out bribes just to make sure that we can, you know, just want to put that out there. That's that's kind of where we're at. Good. I can see two smiles. I'll take them. I'm not sure if Vleet's online, but we have had a question come through from a, an attendee watching today. 
Veet, Vleet, do you already have a biometrics license for this? If you um, do, would you jump online just to answer this person? We'll have a look at that question straight away. Happy, happy for you to answer here if you like. Uh, well, no, we don't as yet, but we're exploring, we're exploring opportunities. Thanks, Wayne. If anyone else has any questions that they would like to send through for all the businesses that pitched today, feel free to put that in the Q&A below and they can answer them while we're waiting. Hello everyone. <laughs> We're actually uh, ready to announce the prizes. Beth, is that all right with you? Off you go. Awesome. Um, well, first of all, thanks very much for everyone uh, attending this evening. Uh, thoroughly appreciated in support for uh, the startups, the judging panel and, and Hyper as well. We hope you enjoyed your evening and seeing some uh, aspiring founders and hopefully some future uh, startups having a successful time in market. Uh, it's actually come down to, to a pretty close vote uh, from the judging panel. Uh, so pretty excited to announce the top three. Uh, so in third place uh, this evening, uh, we have the Settle startup, uh, which is James and Ash. <laughs> um, so congratulations to um, those boys. Uh, there was actually special commentary from Olivia at AWS highlighting that you uh, had a very refined pitch, established and experienced founders with a clear understanding of the respective markets. So congratulations on third price uh, to James and Ash. Thank you, Hyper. <laughs> Appreciate it, guys. Wonderful. Uh, in second place, um, and second and first were actually very close. Uh, they were decided via a vote. Uh, so coming in second place um, was, was Vleet. So congratulations to Wayne and his team in coming in second place. Uh, some great commentary here regarding from the judges. Uh, so from Mark from EVP, uh, solving a meaningful problem with a significant value at stake for the target customers. Uh, clear value proposition. And also Jonathan uh, from Carthona Capital highlighted uh, understanding a customer pain point, current processes are seriously backwards, really like digitization of communications, contactless key uh, and computer vision for the future. So congratulations. Um, so in terms of a Thank drum roll uh, coming, Oh, sorry, I didn't let you talk there, Wayne. Go on. <laughs> uh, no, I was just going to say, no, I was just saying thank you very much. Thank you. No worries. Thanks very much. Uh, and in first place, I think Liv was just giving me a mini, mini drum roll. Thank you very much. Uh, coming in, uh, we had um, a total of 10 votes across the judges was Chris from Three Helps. Uh, so congratulations, Chris. Uh, and David from Airwellex. Um, so the, a very important problem being addressed at charities, corporate sponsors, and also consumers as revenue streams. So congratulations to Chris, who uh, has also woken up at 4 a.m in Austin, Texas to be with us tonight, which is also greatly appreciated. I love that. Thanks. I can't put my video back on to show off my cowboy hat, but I think that was what did it. <laughs> I'll get you back on. Uh, yeah, Thanks, Chris. Please. Really appreciate it. 
I got to get my hat back on. Thanks, everyone. That's amazing. Very <laughs> exciting times. Four in the morning, but still time for a champagne, I guess. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you very much. And um, I'll now hand over to Beth uh, to close out tonight's demo night. Thank you, guys, and congratulations to all of you. You all deserve it, and that was such hard work that you've put into your businesses. So thank you so much for taking the time to come here today and show off your amazing work. Thanks for listening to another episode of How to Start a Startup, brought to you by Hyper. Do you have a product or business idea but don't know where to start? Visit us at hyperhq.com and book a free confidential session with a Hyper business mentor to discuss your idea and how to make it a reality. We'd love to talk. And that's all for this week. See you next time. Mm